This episode of Shell Cottage Radio is brought to you by the Lotmans. Dankeschön. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard and the former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. me. Wow. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Blur. Hiya. Schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. This is the 17th episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will discuss Harry Potter in the Philosopher's Stone Chapter 9, The Midnight Duel. Before we fire up today's chapter discussion, we will do a little cottage catch-up, quiz, bill, and trivia, and expand our knowledge about magical and fantastic worms. Oh, that was... Watermelon seltzer. Hi. Wow, that was a nice, long... You know, you know what I'm saying? Like a long open. It was really good. If that makes sense. I gotta sense. admit it. A long open. I didn't even see you do that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so are we into the ketchup. cottage uh, ketchup, huh? Yeah. Well, we've had, a, we've had an interesting day. Interesting couple of days. Yeah. Actually. So met some good friends. Really, really cool. We met some wonderful people. Two awesome Ravenclaws. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Christine and Anna. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, and I, we were saying before, I was like, I bet they are. I was, I, I mean, we should have actually really done a little wager, you and I, as to as to what we thought, how what which house they were going to be in. We should have, yeah. Uh, but I think, because I could have guessed that. I really could have guessed that they both were Ravenclaw, and I, I just didn't. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. It was cool, yeah. They, uh, yes, we had breakfast. Um, we had like a music and arts festival uh, in, in the area. Yes. It worked out. I, I, don't, I don't know, like... Um, so they kind of came up to to visit for a weekend, mm-hmm. and they were in the area and everything. So uh, we got to meet them and talk, and their their story is very similar to ours, right? Uh, which is which is really interesting, very unique, actually. It was very unique, and also very cool to to just talk to you know other international couples and what they go through. And it's not just that they're international, but they also have the combination of German and American. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they cool. you know they just listen to the to the cottage cast and yeah yeah it reached out to us and I, I thought it was so cool that i mean what are the chances that they one day just listen and they're huge they're also huge uh, lord of the rings fans yes and big they time, had big like time. amazing t-shirts like the artwork on the shirts was i know i know breathtaking so they, they're from uh what a workshop mm-hmm. and they were there uh for for they're in new zealand yeah and they got to sort of see hobbiton if you will and, and whatnot so we'll probably post a picture over on our social media on our story yes. or something uh or maybe we'll just post a, a photo we'll and you guys can po- go post it right away after the show yeah, yeah and you guys can go kind of check it out uh so just just a lot of fun just really good people and you know we, we always say at the end of the show we're down to meet new positive potter people and that's exactly what they are exactly what they are and that's that's the whole i guess you know the the purpose is ever since i started doing podcasting and i've just been going to conventions and getting out there and meeting uh different people there's so many good people in these fandoms and yeah. you know and uh arna also plays um D and so if you play oh, D and really? you're just a good person that's cool <laughs> straight up you just are i mean you know so uh because I, I i we were just talking a little bit about that and different fandoms and games and stuff and it was just yeah. so cool 
Uh, so easy going. I actually wish we could have hung out longer and uh, mm -hmm. and chat or whatever. Unfortunately, common in my life is to have car trouble. So that was another <laughs> uh, debacle, and they yeah, we they should anyway. hit Arthur up if he could like fix our car. Could you imagine? Like, yeah. Yeah, just just come do a little work on it and uh, uh, figure out a way to make it fly again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. But but no, that was that was really fun. I mean, we got yeah. to go out last night and uh, listen to wow, we were we were just walking and talking and stuff. We got some ice cream. We got a chance to uh, see the music and arts festival, mm -hmm. which I forgot was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, we have like our downtown is pretty um, pretty hopping sometimes. Yes. And I'm so glad for the local shops here that they close the road so you can just walk yes. down the road and you can finally, normally you just drive by and you never really stop to, to, to walk in mm -hmm. the shops mm -hmm. and see what they have. Right. And this is perfect for them because everyone loves checking out their local goodies, you know? Well, and so I can't think of the name of the shop right off the top of my head, mm -hmm. but um, it's just down, because today we took the allotments to Paragraph Bookstore. Love Paragraphs. Yes. And I talk a lot about them and my sort of my, my book journey. So if you ever listen, if anyone here wants to listen to my um, Lord of the Rings podcast, where uh, my, my buddy Lane and I and Lottie's mm -hmm. over there as well, uh, we I'm talk a lot about here and there. Oh, here and there. You know, Rosie's there. She's there. Yeah. Uh, Lane's back. Yeah, but but don't worry, Strider's Rosie's back. over there. It's fun. It's <laughs> you should go. Yeah, we have some good laughs and we have some uh, like all around. I mean, even when when Sarah's on, we have a really really good time but I, I have talked over there a lot about my book journey mm -hmm. and where that started today I didn't even get a chance to really introduce you uh, was Lois Hansen who is the the woman who was oh. there uh, at the at the yeah oh, and she, she seems super nice so nice and so wonderful and she um, kind of you know rec pitched a few books to me and mm -hmm. different things I'd read Harry Potter you know I'd read uh, Lord of the Rings or whatever and so she was really instrumental and kind of like getting me deeper into fantasy genres yeah. and, and series and stuff. And it's just, a, it was a lot of cool, just just a great experience. And yeah. so um, where I'm going with that, though, is that if you ever are in Mount Vernon, number one, stop by there. It's Paragraph's Bookstore. It will be there. Yeah, uh, really, cute. really cool store. And just say, as sent you, and what, what have you, because they, they're just good people there. Max is there, Lois is there, and others. Uh, and then down, a couple, a couple, um, stores down there was the i don't even know the name of that store but they had the old typewriters yeah they had the hanging lights i don't think very I very unique I, stuff i would not have taken you in that store had that festival not have been going on yeah you know it's one of those one of those rare opportunities where you, you go in i'm like oh yeah my mom used to come here like mm -hmm. we used to get christmas gifts here and stuff oh, and for, for mom mm -hmm. like she loved that kind of stuff so like different glass works and and uh, i don't know things that like what's the word they tinkle <laughs> tinkle okay. sounds weird but like it's like the noise where like like different little metal objects yeah. uh, like mm -hmm. a wind chime it kind yeah. of like uh, it's, it's a store full of tinkles i don't know what to say it's <laughs> just, yeah it's fun um but uh yeah we saw like there was like fancy hats in there pocketbooks purses pockets and books purses and books yeah. and, yeah. maybe from local yeah local authors Office, children's yeah. books and stuff in there which was really cool so but anyway, yeah, it was cool it was really fun and i just I don't know. I think other people. I know in Ohio, there's a lot. There's like this big move to kind of do a get back to your downtown. Yes. So they they've been kind of like revitalizing the downtown and doing things like this. Like we have it. Yeah. It's called First Friday. I think a lot of other towns have it too, where you go to the city center, if you will, yeah. and uh, yeah, you kind of shut it down, which is a little yes. annoying for people and who are like traveling around. But uh, it's but fun. But still, it becomes like a you know a mini version of Diagon Alley where you can. 
it does it does kind of feel like that right it's like yeah the little shops are there the roads open you can walk on the road and there's food trucks ice cream Mm -hmm. tons of different (laughs) stuff so it does really have that feel that's a good point yeah yeah so that was that's been our last couple days and it was it was fun it was was a wonderful experience yeah yeah so shout out to yeah shout out to christine and arna yeah Yeah. now i say arna like you guys do (laughs) on it yeah i know i know i know sometimes it sounds like you said anna I was trying to say it the German way, and then I was just like, I ended up saying, Arne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the R. Arna gets me. It's 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 it's, it's the stuff, you know. Yeah. You you Germans and your R's, yeah. they're so different. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, just really good people, solid, solid people, and we had a good, good, yummy breakfast over there. Oh, this is the other thing we don't think we've ever said. North Maine. If if you're ever coming to Mount Vernon, um, best little yeah. cafe spot for breakfast. Yeah, our local town here, just yeah. just nearby, we. We live, um, I mean, outside of town, but it's it's such a nice little spot and uh, yeah. good food. And so. it was packed. You can tell. Like, oh, this my. is the place to go on a Saturday morning mm-hmm. or Sunday. No, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because the lines are so long and you have to yeah. fight for your table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that was good. Um, the car is still smoking. We'll work on that yeah. later. But um, yeah. That's okay. That's yeah. just uh, it's just life, and you. It's just life. You know what Hagrid always says, what's coming will come, and we'll meet it when it does, so. Yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. So. All right. So, Bill, are you ready uh, for some sweaty, tricky um, questions? Sweaty. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have a question. Okay. And it has something to do, like a little bit. With your favorite professor. Okay. First question. Who dueled Hermione Granger in Professor Lockhart's dueling club? What? In the book, it was not just Harry and Draco, but they had different pairs dueling each other. Hmm. Who dueled with Hermione Granger? I do not remember. Was I'm guessing you know you like you want to think it's I mean you want to think it's Ron but Ron that's later on. No, I give you that hint. It's a Slytherin. It's a, is it is it Millicent? What's her name? Bellstrode or whatever. Millicent Bolstrode. Bolstrode. Not bad though. Bolstrode. Just the one hint of being a Slytherin. Yeah. Because I would have said Pansy Parkinson is like the go-to Slytherin girl. Yeah, her name pops up a bit more yeah. later. But it's like I was thinking, you remember when they're they're in the DA? Yeah. And I have that classic image of those two, you yeah. know, pairing off or whatever. And Ron walks over to his brothers. He's like, yeah, let her do that. Like, yeah. It's good manners. <laughs> it's good manners. It's so ridiculous. No, but get this. Millicent yeah, yeah, yeah. and Hermione were paired together doing the short-lived dueling club. Their duel spiraled into a physical wrestling match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With Millicent holding Hermione in a headlock in spite of the standard no-contact rule in dueling, Hermione's friend Harry Potter came to her rescue, breaking the two girls up. up. Wow. And huh. that's actually how... She, I think that's how she was like, uh, yeah, here, I have some hair. She got, she got the hair, yeah. She, she thought she did. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah. You know, I should have known that. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's good. That's good. Because I do love that scene. I love the dueling scene. I Me love, too. Uh, oh. I love Lockhart. He knows what he's doing. I don't, you know, I, 
I feel like people need to give him a bit more credit. The, the fact that he brought in a dueling club <laughs> is pretty – not that it wasn't there before. I mean, there's elements, but yeah. it was, like, his idea to really make it a – I know. It's actually a cool idea. And I vividly, though, remember when they played the trailer for the second movie on TV. Yeah. And one of the core scenes was, like, Harry and Draco, like, facing each other with their wands. Oh, yeah. And, like, scared Potter. Yeah. You wish. You wish. And, and that everyone's was the like, coolest yeah. thing of the whole wide world. It was so cool. And the kids are like, yeah, let's <laughs> go, Potter. <laughs> get him. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I, I remember that. It was awesome. Okay. Uh, and second question from Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was Aunt Marge's dog's name? Ugh. I would I so when I read it I'm like yeah obviously like not it's obviously, a, it's a very classic dog a, name yeah yeah I right? would say mm-hmm. but isn't it sort of like uh, hold on a second hold on a second mm-hmm. I want to say it's I can't even remember like isn't it Commander General uh, Butch uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a really strong strong name. Uh, strong sounding name. Give it to me. What is it? Uh, <laughs> it starts, starts with an R. Reginald? No. Darn it. It's Ripper. Ripper? Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> of course it's Ripper. I knew that. I 100% knew it was Ripper. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, she was uh, one of her 12 bulldogs. Twelve. Yeah, twelve. Yeah, she's a. She, she was obsessed with bulldogs. A breeder, right? I think mm-hmm. she. Yeah. Yeah. So Ripper, she brought to the house. Do you think, like, you know, how do you choose if you have twelve of them? Who would? Is, was that her favorite? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, she. Yeah. But is he magical? I don't know. No. no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a bulldoggy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, almost as interesting as bulldogs is. Uh, our fantastic beast of this week's magic zoology lesson. Okay. What? You rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm, I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Welcome to our weekly magic zoology lesson. Bill and Floyd want to learn even more about magical creatures and fantastic beasts and share this knowledge with you guys so we can all appreciate them more. Newt would be so proud of us. So this week, we'll take a closer look at the Flubber Worm. Flubber Worm? Isn't that our movie? Flubber? No, that's Flubber. That's yeah, Flubber is amazing, and it's like got Robin Williams <laughs> in it. It's like the green little things. You know, I use, I've actually had dreams where I had, I was playing basketball, and mm-hmm. I put some Flubber on my shoes, and I could jump out of the gym. Like, I could just <gasps> jump all over like that through gym. Through the roof? Oh, I was dunking left and right. <laughs> People are like, how's this guy getting all the hops? Well, that'd be cool for volleyball, too. Oh, it'd be great, right? You'd just be <laughs> oh, yeah. massive spiking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd so. be fun. So I'm guessing the, the flubber worm, though, is not anything close to that cool. Well, this is, I think, the first beast that we cover that has a classification of just one X, which stands for boring. Mm. It's an official Ministry oh, of Magic classification boring Aww. so the flubber worm according to fantastic beasts and where to find them lives in damp ditches a thick brown worm reaching up to 10 inches in length 
How much is that? Uh, I should look that up. Uh, it's almost a foot. So it's two inches shy of a foot. You see my foot right here? Do you okay. see it? Okay. Yeah. Like your whole foot is 10 inches. It's more than that. 10 inches but, yeah. in CM. So Google says 25 centimeters. Wow. That's uh, for a worm. That's pretty long. Uh, yeah. I mean, I look foot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you have a long foot. <laughs> One end is indistinguishable from the other, both producing the mu- mucus from which its name is derived and which is sometimes used to thicken potions. There we go. The flubber worm's preferred food is lettuce, although it will eat almost any vegetation. So it's um, plant-powered. So, plant <laughs> wow. Yeah. It enjoys some lettuce, like iceberg lettuce or... Probably, but also vegetation. So anything okay, okay. really. Uh, but cool is it is a common ingredient in potions to thicken them. So I was going to ask you... So wait, you toss a full flubber worm in there to... No, just the mucus they extract. extract? Mucus. Yes, <laughs> that's what they do. They. Eat. I hope no one's eating like it's soup. It's almost like right now. It sounds like flubber worm poop. I guess. Ugh. Yeah, and it is used in the Wiganwell potion, herbicide potion, and the sleeping draught. Okay. Wow. So you thicken it just to make it. I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Thicker, what? not as runny, I guess. I don't know. Does it help with going down? Does it make the the, po- the potion more potent? I mean, we need a potions master in here. Snape, Slughorn, excuse the me. Only descrip- this descri- <laughs> description is uh, the mucus from the flubber worm is sometimes used to thicken potions. Wow. See, okay, I'm glad you clarified because I thought for a second we'd have just, you know, flubber worms in our potion and they're just like, no. that would definitely make it thicker. Yeah, you know, if there's just a whole bunch of them squirming around and you had to drink that, oh gosh, it just better. Maybe, for, yeah. maybe oh, I have a theory. Okay. Maybe because if it's thicker, it will run down into your stomach slower because it needs to be released slower and not like. Uh, okay, that's kind of. I don't cool. know. Like biologists or doctors would say, no, that doesn't make a difference. Come on, Lonnie. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like, a <laughs> you know that you know that like pink um that that pink medicine that we have in the fridge that you were yeah. like what is this? Yeah. Uh so for you uh here I, mean, I think like do you guys have that in Germany? Pepto- I have never seen this kind of pink Pe- medicine. Pepto Pepto Bismol or whatever it's called. I don't know. Yeah, so it coats the stomach. The commercials are great cuz they mm-hmm. show it slowly going down the okay. esophagus and slowly covering the stomach and yeah. you're like, "Oh, that's so smooth and you know, nice." So yeah, I don't know. See, yeah, okay, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be the thickener, you know, the what? guy who just goes <laughs> and like with the chef or whatever, like, all right, this soup's all ready to go. Get the thickener in here, <laughs> right? And so I come in. I've got, I got my, I got my stuff. I got my, you know, different like flubber worm sauce or oh, whatever. Okay. And it's my job to get that that thickening just right. So what you're doing is you're just tossing some flubber worm mucus in mm-hmm. there, and you're taking your your ladle or your spoon, and you're you're just lapping it up like this, and you're just doing like this little. I wish I could do a sound effect for you guys right now, like the little. And it's just like you know, <laughs> you know, trying what? to see if it's got the right thickness. <laughs> your description though makes me wonder if ever there is you know like um, the wizarding world seems more like everyone's more like self-sufficient and you, you have your, I don't, we we don't really know that much about their daily life in terms of where do we go and get our groceries? Where do we, you know, like buy our things? And it makes you think like, Mm. does everyone, if you want a certain potion, I mean, I guess you can probably buy buy like pre 
brewed potions at Diagon Alley or somewhere. Um, are they mass produced? Do we have like a big potion factory second. where like a magical factory where they produce things? That's an interesting question. So you know what we like the whole thing with food is that you can't um, you can't you yeah. can't conjure it. You no. can't whatever. But Hagrid can take his pumpkins and make them super Bigger. big. Yes, I, th- I guess you Show. can alter the vegetables a little bit the food and stuff to, i wonder to what extent though to when it's just like okay actually now it's it's distorted it beyond that's what i'm thinking maybe he you know like maybe they don't ta- they just look big but maybe they don't taste good because how you know how um when you were little and you had like a little gummy bear and mm-hmm. if you put it in water and you let it sit for like one or two days it becomes really really big but if you want to eat it as a kid you're like oh great i have a huge gummy bear but if you eat it it tastes gross because there's not more sugar or anything in it it's just now very watery Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i feel like that could happen to the pumpkin where there's no you know like the starch or whatever it's in there the sugar the nutrients all of the essence of the pumpkin doesn't get more it just gets bigger and it's you don't Yeah, yeah, I get you. So now, I know what you're thinking too. Is like, like in terms of um, occupations in the wizarding world. Yeah, we always hear we hear Ministry of Magic, and mm-hmm. you know, you think of Diagon Alley shop owners and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's got to be like maybe a local, I don't know, somebody who works like a magical back in the day. Anyways, a magical blacksmith or something who yeah. was, I don't know, maybe he did some work on your. Uh, the thing that holds the the broom hairs to the broom or something. I don't know, you know, like something. Oh, for sure. There's probably some been some magical items besides them. Yeah, true. Oh, there's so many topics we could talk about. I don't know. I feel like we're drifting off, drifting off topic. Hey, I didn't start this. I did not start. It is fun to expand your, you know, like knowledge, imagination, the world, and um, just ask those questions. So I don't know. What do you think? Is there? Um, mass production potion factory. Oh yeah, I feel I like know. there would be for 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 common stuff. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, oh, you question. Sweetie, you forgot. Oh, you oh, you didn't forget. Slam on me. <laughs> would you want to have a flubberworm? Absolutely not. Why not? I don't like worms. Oh, me neither. I don't like worms. Sorry. We were doing a paint job the other day. We were helping my dad. <laughs> and there was, there was this pile of bricks out back, and we were painting. And um, the lady that lives there, super wonderful lady, comes over and, you know, holds up one of these bricks. And she's like, hey, check this out. And there's, like, literally they're full of slugs. Tons of slugs and worms. Oh, that was before I joined little, you guys. Yeah, what, y- yes, and I didn't tell you about it because you. <laughs> they crawl out of there. They get on you. Mm-hmm. They're just it was full they're just full 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 every brick had like a little curled up like slug or worm or thing inside of it and yeah i feel bad though for those creatures they just gross everybody out and everyone just steps on them and kills them but sorry well i mean it's also like snakes i'm out i'm out on snakes sorry some people love them and more power to those people but that i'm just not one of them you know (laughs) like i Snakes are fine, just somewhere away, far away from me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm out on the flubber worm. Sorry. Yeah, same. Yeah. Agreed. No discussion about that. Okay, move on. Potter Watch. Potter Watch. Okay, so friends, uh, I had nothing today, but Lottie came up with our Potter Watch for the day, and it's kind of a bad one. We were out walking <laughs> around with the Lotmans, and you just dropped this on me out of nowhere. 
and said that the Hogwarts Legacy game is delayed. Yeah, some content creators over on YouTube uh, have posted videos. I have not fully, I have not had time to fully watch the video, but looks like Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed. So by like a couple months or something, but not like majorly. So like maybe January, February, something. So I mean, hopefully that means the game is better. Hopefully it means whatever. But um, hey, you know, I don't know. It just kind of. It's a bummer because I wanted to play it sooner rather than later. For, yeah, especially and now, for Christmas. That would yeah, have been fun because we have so cool. some, some, you know, days off there. And yeah. would have had time to really. Yeah, to like set something up or whatever. Well, but now the release date is February 10, 23. February so, 10. Okay. Okay. right after my birthday. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> a little birthday. Yeah. Um. Okay. So maybe that's better and maybe that's gonna be make the maybe there's some what's the reason for that though is it because of they need extra time there they, they looked and said okay uh the game makers are kind of saying hey we've got some last minute stuff we got to do here and we don't want to release this and have to do a whole bunch of updates right away who knows i don't know yeah what the, what the i guess is, but. sometimes you have to fix certain things probably I'm, i mean i'm guessing yeah. like because they were planning on the holidays releasing it uh during the holidays um that they're now in the what do you call it beta phase or something sure beta, beta. i have no idea they're testing the, the the game and they're trying to fix certain things and maybe they found something major they have to fix okay all right well that's all right that's it that's that's disappointing but uh i will wait yes. i always kind of say whether it's a book or a game or a tv show i want the best version of it so right. if you need an extra three yeah. or four months i mean sure we used to wait a lot longer for stuff oh that's true and anymore it's like there's so many things competing for like just in terms of tech and games and video and content and stuff, Movies, it's it's wild. Shows, yeah. yeah, so I'm down to wait. I'm okay with it. Yeah, and more time to you know for positive like anticipation and getting right. ready and talking yeah. about it and yeah. But I'm I I can't wait to play it. All right, <laughs> we're on to our chapter discussion. Do you want to play uh, rock paper scissors again? Okay, sure. Ready? Rock paper scissors shoot. I wow. win. That means you read it. <laughs> that means you read it. Well, last time you said you read it. What, you want. what are you okay. talking about? I can try and read it. Have fun editing. Chapter 9, The Midnight Duel. This week, the Firsties are finally starting their flying lessons, a class Harry has been most anxious to try. To his horror, they are paired with the Slytherins, and he really didn't want to make a fool of himself on a broomstick in front of Draco who has been bragging about his incredible flying skills from day one. A few firsties such as Neville, though, have never been on a broomstick in their lives. Poor Neville is afraid to be left behind on the ground and kicks off before Madame Hooch can even give the start signal. We know Hogwarts is supposed to be one of the safest places in Britain, but the school brooms definitely need a checkup. Neville's broom, sensing his fear, immediately zooms off and Neville falls 20 feet back down on the ground. Madame Hooch quickly takes him to the hospital wing and leaves the rest of the class with all their brooms outside in good faith they wouldn't dare start anything foolish. Malfoy, though, already found Neville's remembrance on the ground and challenges Harry to come and get it, skillfully taking off on his broom. Harry cannot let him get away with it, and when Malfoy throws the remembrance far away, Harry zooms off on his own broom and catches a little glass ball in a spectacular dive. Professor McGonagall cannot believe when she looked out of her office window what she's witnessing. 
She runs down to get Harry, who thinks he's certainly going to be expelled, and introduces him to Gryffindor Quidditch captain Oliver Wood. Harry just became the youngest seeker in history. Draco and his buddies cannot believe that Harry got that lucky, and Malfoy, probably full of jealousy, challenges Harry to a midnight wizard's duel. Despite Hermione's desperate warnings, Harry and Ron eagerly agree to meet Malfoy at midnight to fight him in a duel. Half past eleven, they leave the common room not without Hermione following them to try and stop them, as well as Neville who had forgotten the password and was lost outside the common room anyway. The four quickly realize that it has all been a trap and Malfoy had given Filch a hint that he might find students out of bed tonight. Filch almost catches them all running around when the four Gryffindors flee into a room that turns out to be the one on the Forbidden Corridor. Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Neville now understand why exactly it is forbidden for students. A giant three-headed monster of a dog looks down on them, caught off guard by their sudden appearance. The four kids immediately turn around and run for their lives back to the Gryffindor common room, to their relief undetected. Hermione points out that the dog was guarding a trapdoor and storms off to bed. Neville, completely in shock, fails to say anything. But it dawns on Harry that he just found out where the small little package from the Gringotts vault was hidden. Mm. You know, I always forget that Neville is around for so much more than I we know. realize. That's what I was going to talk, talk about, about in the chapter. Okay, like, sorry. But I com- no, no, no. I completely forgot that Neville was there when they yeah. met Fluffy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Neville. Neville's honestly one of my favorite characters, yeah. and I, you know, go, going back doing rereads and stuff, you're sort of like, yeah, he's a he's a bigger deal. He's around totally. more. This yes. whole chapter is like his, his rememoral, and and then him. Yeah, we weren't sure if he was going to be a wizard, and he wasn't allowed to right. be on his broom, and then he's forgetting the password, and here he, he's just always around. Yes. And at the very end, to start jump ahead here, he gets the point or two that they need to push push Gryffindor over the edge. I know for the house cup. Yeah. So it's crazy. That was brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, so okay. I guess just as we as we jump into this this chapter, you know, no underage magic, but broom flying is okay. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there. So they're all flying around on their brooms. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, that's not that's not magic. That's I guess that's not. Yeah. Not it's underage like you're magic. just using a magical device, and I right, guess that's right. okay. Yeah, so same sort of way that, I mean, like with the car, I guess later on too, it's Arthur is the one who charmed the car. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, here's something. We, we talk about like wand making, but I'm at like a, a broom. There has to be something to make those brooms magical, if that makes sense. Remember, we just asked, so we were wondering... Remember last episode, we were wondering, could muggles brew potions? And we totally did some research on that. And no, mm-hmm, the answer mm-hmm. is no. You need some magic, some wand work to make potions work. Yeah, yeah. But here's my question. Can muggles, if they're given a broom, yep, can they fly? Can they fly? Could so Hermione Granger have her parents fly around? Yeah, it's weird. So it's it's a, it's an interesting thing. A lot of them were flying prior to this point. Yeah. So I guess I wonder, Madam Hooch's like instructions are, put your hand over your broom mm. and say up, 
right? Right. So it has to be a magical broom. First of all, it can't mm-hmm. just be any broom. So Hermione could not have walked to her closet and pulled out no, the broom yeah. and <laughs> said up. But my right. question, I think, is for a lot of us, did you go and try that? Because, I mean, <laughs> right? Like, who who did? I Just to see. You know what I mean? Because um, what if you and I were like, you didn't have a broom growing up? No, we just had a vacuum cleaner. Oh, you had a lot of carpet? Mm. We had brooms. Then we had to sweep. And I also was in charge, by the way, when I worked at Hardee's. Shout out to Hardee's and Long John Silver's. I was, I chose to sweep the floors when we were closing at night. Why? Because I took my good old time yeah. going around there real thorough. Like, boy, he does a good job yeah. brooming up that floor, <laughs> sweeping it up. I spent hours doing it. It was very, very nice. Very, mm-hmm. very therapeutic. But anyway, so yeah, you just take a, t- take a broom out. Like, what if you and I are sort of like Hermione? We didn't mm-hmm. know. We didn't get our letter. We're here in America. Uh, I was anyways. So, and you know, what if I went out and I just, again, it has to be a magical broom, but mm-hmm. you're sort of like, Man, well, try it. It's worth yeah. a try. So I, yeah, I thought that was interesting too, whether or not they, how, how are they constructed? What's the charm? Is there a charm you put on it or something? Is it a special I type bet, yeah. of, yeah. And then can maybe, you... I mean, remember how, uh, with wands, they have a core mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. a magical being. I wonder if you have like a dragon that would make sense to have a flying beast yeah have the yeah. flying magic somehow in there and it's m- mostly made out of wood maybe we handle. should I, i'm sure you already have like an ee edition but i just was let's thinking, do it no i don't <laughs> oh you don't okay well okay let's Here talk about let's look up some more in brooms and, and flying because it's all it's all about that uh mm-hmm. you can do you can't do the underage magic but you mm-hmm. can fly because malfoy is a good flyer he's been flying around quite a bit and then you have ron talking about that as well uh, so these youngsters got out there on their brooms and were, were flying around. They're learned, they're kids who go out and ride a bike or, mm-hmm. or whatever play. And, uh, and, and that was allowed. So yeah. I did, I did think it's right. So the school brooms, when you go to high, it says that they start to kind of shake. Uh, the twins were talking about that and how there's issues with them on certain limits. So you also wonder if there's, there's not like almost like a training broom, like are these training mm-hmm. brooms or something? Yes. They're, they're the school brooms and they only go so high or so far or whatever. This broom that Neville's on though is in the Forbidden Forest, by the way. I know. And I was That's like, oh I'm yeah, like, wait. Uh, you should like check your brooms because when Harry gets broom a broom, you know, from someone, from Sirius actually, they check it for some dark magic. You should maybe oh, yeah, like go yeah. to all your school brooms and do like right. a checkup. Right, yeah. So, okay, while I'm uh, going on here, I want to see if you can look up. So so they say Seamus mm-hmm. is is good. He's very he's a very good flyer. Okay. Is he cool. on, and you can just look this up for me if you wouldn't mind just on Google. Sure. Um, whether or not he was on the Quidditch team at any point, or if you know off the top of your head, I can't remember. But they I talk about. I do not about, think so because he's a Gryffindor and he's never mentioned. I don't think so either. And But they mm-hmm. mention what a good flyer he is here this well, year. Well, the thing is, though. You can be a good flyer, right. but that, that that doesn't mean you can play Quidditch. I know, you I know. Can't catch a ball. True, true. Know. You know. I guess I kind of mm-hmm. wonder. It's one line about Seamus that I, you know, I was like, well, well wonderful. Seamus was ever in the, uh, on the Quidditch Mm-mm. team. So no, sounds doesn't like he's look not. Like it. No. Mm-mm. Okay. He supported Harry when he was captain of the Quidditch team, but that's it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so yeah, he's he's also listed as as one of those good flyers. Um, let's mm-hmm. see. So this is the one thing that Hermione is not good at. Yeah. She's trying to look up some, some tips and Neville, I think it's really funny because Neville's sort of like, you can see him at the table looking at Hermione. She's like, I've, yeah. I've read a few things about flying yeah. and here's what you should do. Here are some tips and here's how you should do it. And Neville's like, please tell me everything. 
because yeah. I was not allowed to ride and I, I don't know if yeah. I'm going to be any good at this. I'm afraid of it. He's, you know, obviously they all get better later on, but he's truly just scared because the broom reacts to his fear, really. It's it's sort of like he gets scared, nervous and jumps yeah. and then it just sort of takes off on him. So it's mm-hmm. that excitement, I guess. Right. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so Hermione's not good at it. That's something you can really look up in a, yeah. in a book. I mean, Harry didn't even, he was just an absolute natural. I guess he had that natural sense of like, you know, like how you have a good balance mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know how to, you know, when you look at people who are good at gymnastics, they just know how to move their bodies. Yeah, they're I very mean, like self-aware they, of yes, their... Yes, they know where yeah. in the room, in like time, space, whatever, where their body mm-hmm. parts are. Spatial awareness they, and yeah. stuff, yeah. So I guess like it has, it might have something to do with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wonder if there's like, and there probably is, and maybe one of the, you know, Quidditch Through the Ages mm-hmm. or some one of those books that might tell you more about how to... Oh, we have it. We'll definitely read it. Yeah, just to look and see if there's more about like actually yeah. how you fly a broom, like leaning yes. leaning into it. Leaning mm-hmm. forward makes you go faster and then pulling back makes you slow down. Like You imagine that's sort of the way oh, it's a go. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Um, that makes me think of in Goblet of Fire when they all go to the Quidditch World Cup and you see like the trio, they look around and they see like families withering families with their little kids and they're riding like toy broomsticks that only yeah. like rise yeah. a little bit up in the air and then come back to, like they can't go any further really yes. yeah and they're small and stuff and you wonder I, and i th- i feel like it is mentioned somewhere yeah it is i know what you're Harry, about to say yeah mm-hmm. when he was he, i mean he was when he when his parents w- were killed he was about one year old so they he had one year with his parents and i wonder they probably had him sit on a broomstick, and I feel yeah. like that yeah. is mentioned somewhere. I think it is. Yeah, I, mm. I, I recall it too. I One of those remember. toy broomsticks, and I, that's why. Yeah, I mean, his father was super talented, and it's like one of those things. Like, <laughs> I, um, I played volleyball for most of my life, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of people who just love volleyball, and I have good friends, and they're both like, you know, um, they have kids now, and mom and dad are both big volleyball players mm-hmm. and their kids they just have like volleyballs lying around in their yeah. house yeah. all over the place or just balls in general and the kids pick it up and they learn so fast because it's it's always available it's what they play with when they're kids so yeah. i feel like yeah. that's what harry probably played with when he was super little yeah yeah that's a good point yeah if you're if it's, if you're around it you remember it yeah if he was on one he was he was kind of playing around on it you get that mm-hmm. little you know balance or whatever yeah now speaking of that you, you were talking about like the the how high they could go and stuff and mm-hmm. i'm thinking i mentioned the safety features here i'm kind of driving to a point mm-hmm. so they're you know maybe our height limits or whatever but like when so neville falls 20 feet and madam hooch yeah. is not penalized whatsoever <laughs> but draco malfoy runs up right on buckbeak uh-huh. And Hagrid's like super almost oh my goodness, in major point. trouble. Yeah. Uh, now I get it. Hagrid's had some. He's got a past. You know, he's got he's got his. But still, they both, like you said, they informed the students: do not do that. If you do that, that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. you know, like you cannot do that. It's... Right. And actually, all Neville does, if you read the text, is he literally just kicks up hard on mm-hmm. the count of two, not on three. Uh. So what? Did and Madame I bet Hooch that not happens get the... all the time. Well, and I'm thinking. Like, if you're up that high, why is there not some sort of... Um, oh, yeah, like magical spell that she can Yeah, or, or or even like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, sh- you would think that if you're the teacher doing that, that you would have mm-hmm. the capabilities to catch someone falling from the sky or stop yeah, their momentum. 
but she doesn't. Maybe she, she didn't react quick enough. She seems very unprofessional in that moment. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you just caught her off guard. Who knows? But I'm, I'm thinking too. Why isn't there not like a net that yeah, they, that they like, like a magical net underneath mm. them that where they can fly over top of and do maneuvers? Maybe there is later down the line, and we just never get to see that. Maybe and, after that incident, yeah. 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 Because we never know about the next firsties learning how wow, to fly. Wow! Oh my gosh! They they do. They install a net. And it's called the long bottom oh. catch, right? <laughs> Sorry, I just like that to make Lottie. Brill. I just like to make Lottie laugh. That's all. No, trying. I think that's awesome. Right? It's a long bottom. Yeah, long bottom catch. Put it on the wiki. Uh, yeah, throw it up there. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting to mention the uh, like you know a bubble charm or something for safety, something mm-hmm. like that. Now, um, we kind of flash back a little bit here. I'm gonna go back to the when they come down because they're just talking about flying lessons and whatever, and Malfoy's there in the great hall and his mother is sending him all sorts of goodies i just wanted to point out that narcissa loves him she she loves him she loves her son and she is sending him all sorts of treats and just so happy that he is she misses him probably she does no she he's uh her only child yes yes i just Mm -hmm. think it's 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 awesome we see it as always spoiled and blah blah and we compare it to harry but really no his mother just loves like wants to make sure he's you know, maybe he is a little spoiled or whatever, but that's not like always necessarily a bad thing. It's just yeah. he's away from his mother and he's he's away at school. Uh, I would love a care package from someone. We do yeah. that around here for kids who go to college and stuff. They, they yeah, they, they go away and uh, parents will send them stuff or they'll come back from a break and take cookies back and yeah. stuff. And it's awesome. So anyway, that's I thought it was cute. pretty neat. Um, I also wanted to mention, too, that Neville has that rememberal and mm-hmm. I'm starting to get to that point. Uh, where thankfully Lottie's here and she is my rememberal uh, with that. Do I calendar. turn red when you forget something? <laughs> yes, you do. You're a little embarrassed. You're like, sorry, he's like a little old and he can't remember <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, you got the calendar running for us, so I appreciate that. I just mm-hmm. want you to know that that's that's my rememberal. I go to my phone now and I check the calendar. So thank you. Uh, but you know the the, the rememberal is, is cool. It just seems like a device that doesn't. I don't know how it is supposed to work, but it tells you you forgot something. And I guess you think really hard about it. You know, are you for, you think about the thing that you forgot? Yeah. But I don't know that there's. Look, I think Lottie's she's writing something down. It's probably that something I that forgot. we that she forgot <laughs> yes. or that we forgot. Um, Absolutely. Oh my goodness! Something because you mentioned the do. calendar, and I remembered there was three things in here today, and I know we did oh, two of them, and, and I we didn't do something. the third. I don't even That's know. Awesome. The, I, I, as we are sitting here, I don't know what the third thing <laughs> is, and I will be shocked uh, to find out what it is after we get off. So, okay, mm-hmm. cool beans. Anyway, but you know what I mean. Like it turns red, and it's mm-hmm. like. I guess it does do exactly what just happened to you, which is to say you forgot something. Hmm, let me think back through mm-hmm. my list. Yeah. And just Neville has real issues with remembering mm-hmm. those things. And yeah. it's okay. It's a lot of his anxiety. You know what I mean? He's just, yeah. he's, I think that's what it is because he's trying to live up to this, this legacy, uh, his yeah. parents and stuff. God, his story he is so, you later on, you're just like, once you learn more about Neville, you're like, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Let's go. I want Neville to be everything he's he's just such a such a cool character so anyway uh okay so mcgonagall spot in trouble at the table (laughs) malfoy goes over he just wanted to look at it right he just wants to look at it but she she's that teacher and i i've been in (laughs) lunchroom duty before where you're watching the kids or whatever there's like there's literally hundreds of them yeah so to spot trouble like that across the great hall 
is a gift. That's a great it's, skill it's, to have. It's a skill. It's a talent. And I, so I'm the guy who, well, you're, you're talking to other teachers and you're sitting there, but we, we never look at each other, right? We're just talking mm-hmm. and we're just staring out into the crowd and we can spot, you, you, you can see it. You can see the ripples, mm-hmm. you know, kind of happening. And so I just thought, I, yeah, as a teacher. I, I don't want to say the word hate, but I hate it. Uh, being in duty of, you know, watching the kids outside when they, so we have. Oh, like recess a, or something or like just. No, no, no. It's like a. Free time. It's also a bre- break in between lessons yeah, and yeah. they have time outside where they, uh, most of them, actually the younger kids, they have to go outside. They make them go outside unless it like rains and snows. But guess what? Even if there's so some snow outside, they get to go outside. And now I am the teacher who has to tell them, don't throw the snowballs. Do they throw? And guess did what? They, did they, they, did they yes, throw? one threw a snowball at me. I didn't no see way. it. It was from, yeah he, yeah, he hit my back. And then the caretaker came out and, you know. The, you guys have a caretaker? Or janitor or what do That's you call That's awesome. Him? First of all, just. Well, manager, I, I, facility manager. I'm going to start calling calling my head custodian at, at work. Um, custodian. There you go. That was the yeah. word. Yeah. Yo, you're right. You're right. The, like, like the caretaker. Because caretaker is such a cool name. Like yeah. I, I actually kind of want to be a caretaker. Is it British? Of a, it might be. I, I'm not sure, but I've always wanted to be like a groundskeeper mm-hmm. or like a caretaker of yeah. a particular spot because you're like, all right, I know this spot. It's yeah. a big manor or it's a big whatever yeah. cemetery or uh, mansion, whatever it is, in like a, a good, the grounds mm-hmm. and just, just kind of keep He was keep awesome. Like he always had a smile on his face, would say good morning yeah. Yeah. and like made your day better. One of those people. I think I even talked about it, like like having – those people who clean your spaces, who are in charge of like all the keys and stuff, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. run the show for you oh, yeah. so you can have your lessons without worrying about that. So I'm so thankful that people like that like their job and they like what they do and they, you know, they should be taken more serious. Anyway, so he helped me out in that situation and I just, you know, it was oh, just such this a, is so, um, I wanted to, yeah, man, thinking about this now, maybe, maybe I'll get a message from Arna on this one. The uh, I wonder if his name was ever written down in the book. I learned that in what Germany, in Germany, friends, if you misbehave in Miss Byer's class, <laughs> she's going to write oh, your name down in the class book. Yeah, in, in the, the class yeah. book. Yeah. And I'm like, what does that do? Like, yeah. I would be that American exchange student who was like, go ahead, write my name down. <laughs> What's that going to do? <laughs> you know well, what I mean? then the class teacher, he sees it. And See, I didn't know. know. And then I, you're in trouble. Then I'm in trouble. And yeah. they call, call my parents. I'm grounded. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's funny just how we do detentions or we mm-hmm. do like yeah. after school stuff and we extend your day and yeah. make it more miserable. You know, you got to stay. See, we don't have those like weapons. Basically, weapons. I, I call them weapons because sometimes it is necessary to show them, hey, if you do that, <laughs> this is there's so... a con- consequence. I should call it consequence, but <laughs> I'm just, I'm not like trying to say some. I don't, I, I had a good relationship with most of my students, but sometimes you wished you had something to tell them, no, you can't do that. If you do that, you know, like, yeah, just, just there's more something in your... you have to do that you don't like to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, honestly, like more in the, in the consequences tool bag or yes. whatever right yeah uh to to kind of pull out for some because some, some kids need different types of motivations or consequences just to sort of motivate them or to keep them in line and stuff and it's really more about the fun and they're outside in your your scenario but a lot yeah. of times in class it's like yeah uh you know we're, we're here for learning and you're distracting everybody you're being disruptive yeah. and that kid may not care but it's like you have 20 other kids who do yeah. and so yeah and also that kid does care there's a normally typically a reason why yeah sorry getting into my yeah, educational no. philosophy but how did but we yeah. get here 
What? How did we get here? Uh, we we got here because McGonagall spotted oh, yeah. something yeah. across the Great Hall. So I just want to give her a shout out. Anytime I hear something yes. that's really cool from McGonagall, I'm mm-hmm. just like, let's let's talk about yeah. it because McGonagall's awesome, you know? Yeah. Really, I named my cat Professor McGonagall years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love McGonagall straight up. I wish she were, like, I like her. I'm not a big fan of, like, the Gryffindors mm-hmm. necessarily. I mean, I love the, the, the trio and for sure. You, we get used to them. Yeah. But. I absolutely love Hufflepuff House. Yeah. I think I would have been, sorry to kind of go in a different direction here, but I think McGonagall would have been one of my favorite teachers. Mm -hmm. I think I would have worked super hard in her class. And I would have been getting a lot of points for Hufflepuff. And I think she would have been impressed. Probably, yes. You know? She doesn't favor any house, so she's like, yeah, it doesn't matter where you're from. Except for when it comes to Quidditch, which we're about to find out here. So (laughs) she's definitely favoring somebody. Anyway, yeah, so, so that was pretty cool. Oh, my gosh. Madam Hooch, why does she look like she has, they do something with her eyes a little bit and mm-hmm. her hair, she looks like a cat or like, uh, like she has a different, a hawk? something, what is it, what, doesn't it, is, it is there something about, a hawk? And, and, and they do a little something, I think they do something with like lenses or the contact lenses. The yellow eyes lenses. are very yellow. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and like a um, sort of like slitted uh, pupils or whatever, like up and down. So really interesting that they did that. Now, it, it really, it makes Madame Hooch very interesting. And mm-hmm. then when you do, and we can talk about her in the Extendable Ear Edition as well as we, we look things up, but she, there's not a whole lot. We're not, we're not really sure whether she, we assume she fought in the Battle of Hogwarts, but... Um, yeah, she, where was she after this year? <laughs> yeah, so a few times for some Quidditch stuff right. here and there, and, and that's about it. But, but she only uh, teaches first years, doesn't she? Yeah, and I think she's sort of that referee maybe or whatever. And right, then, yes, but um, teaching-wise, she only has first years. Yeah, yeah, for Because sure. after yeah. that, there's no more flying lessons. No more flying lessons, yeah, yeah. But I just thought it was interesting, and I didn't know if anybody had any thoughts or theories, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm always the, I'm now looking for all these different ideas, like these one-line hooks is for our shorts that we write on on YouTube. I'm sort of like, you know, why why did Madame Hooch look like that way? Is there something? Because everybody's got like, you know, I, I think as uh, J.K. Rowling is writing the series, mm-hmm. she's thinking about um, things she wants to set up later. So okay, you've, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. So you've got like, was she was she planning to do more? Um, did she put certain uh, you know, w- associate certain words with uh, with that character that she could kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, draw on, draw out, or make more of later in the series. Yeah. And, you know. So, anyways, sorry, just some random thoughts there on, on Madame Hooch. Okay. Short gray hair, yellow eyes like a hawk. They, I mean, that's yellow spot eyes. on what they did on, in the movie. So like a hawk. Uh, so, I said a cat, and I mm-hmm. don't know why I said that. Um, but it's been, uh, probably because I think of, like, McGonagall turning into a cat. Yeah. And so when you're in the first book, you're sort of like, that's interesting yeah. that you can do that. Maybe and she then that's... turns into a hog. Who knows? Right. Maybe. And she's she's also teaching flying and oh. stuff like that. So is Madame Hooch and Animagus? <laughs> right? Isn't that a good question to ask? I feel like that's... Put that in the topics for the... Uh... <laughs> anyway, um, we talked a little bit about Neville uh, in, in the broom, Harry's a natural, all that good stuff, and the broom flying into the forbidden forest so speaking of harry being a natural and really good at flying the broom uh he he's a seeker right away mcgonagall comes out there and she she, she gets him and stuff and he's you know it, the, I, I love the bit where he's going up against malfoy and this continues sort of you know rivalry with slytherin <laughs> uh which is hard to say just so you guys know they, they this continues for it, we see it right here again mm-hmm I was wondering, so like when Crumb is, we see Crumb later on 
and the Triwizard Tournament and everything. He's such a good flyer, and Harry just yeah. used his broom to get the dragon egg, and I wonder why Crumb didn't. Crumb is like the better flyer. Like I'm, I mean, did he do something different? Did he summon? Did he use different magic? But he's he's a better flyer than Harry. Supposedly, he's a seeker, the yeah. best seeker in the world. Uh, I just kind of wondered why he why didn't, he never. That's his big strength. Yeah, yeah, why he didn't use a broom right there, like like Harry. And it's also fascinating that um, Barty Crouch Jr. like comes up with some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Ways yeah. to kind of kind of yeah, has really thought long and hard about how to kind of get through that tournament. So yeah. Anyway. But but yeah, we're talking about flying, and so we're talking about this this bit where uh, Harry figures out that he has this naturally gifted. I feel like Crumb, same thing. Probably walked he, over to the to the broom and said up, and was instantly flying. You yeah. know. Uh, by the way, Crumb blinded the dragon and retrieved his egg. Wow. The conjunctivitis. 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 Charm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Blinds the dragon. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, still smart. Still dating. Yeah, smart. But I mean, still got to get around it. Got to move. Gotta, you got to like athletically maneuver the, the. Watch for the tail. Watch for the for the you know claws right. and stuff. When you remember the basilisk, for example, and was blinded, but it could yeah, still hear really, really oh, well. Oh yeah, still dangerous. Still mm-hmm. dangerous. So, uh, McGonagall. So why are you typing away over there? I appreciate this today. I feel like I have my own like google uh, the way we have our setup up here guys it's a mm-hmm. little different right now so i don't have a keyboard in front of me uh but mcgonagall she played quidditch did she yes, not she did. and do you know what um so just take your time on this one like the position that she played in quidditch because she is so passionate and i, I thought about this as a as a kid growing up when you find out that your teachers especially teachers who maybe are a bit older and you're like you can't envision them like this is something that kids yeah. that kids have. It's a I had it. Everyone goes to the stage where you can't envision your parents younger, your grandparents younger. And when you see pictures, you're like, no, that's not them, right? So for me, I remember yeah. like in elementary school and going into middle school, these the, having these teachers who were passionate about football yeah. and about basketball, and they knew sports teams better than I. I mean, I was a, you know an athlete, and they were. They were so passionate about it. So, like, McGonagall in this moment reminds me of a lot of those teachers who are like, you watch sports? What? You know, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're watching the game. And and because uh, she says at one point when she's talking about Snape that after after the, I guess, uh, the, the terrible outing that they had last year mm-hmm. against House Slytherin, she couldn't look Snape in the eye for like a week. Yeah. She had she had trouble, you know, yep. facing him in the hallway. Yeah, made me also think: are they are they making wagers possibly on on the games, or are the teachers oh, get this sort of backroom betting going on? You know, like <laughs> oh my gosh, him? yeah. But it is uh, seems to be unknown though what um, position she played. But she did play. She yes. did play. Yes, everyone yeah. agrees she definitely was a yeah. was a Quidditch player when she uh, was at Hogwarts. But we are not told which position it is. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, one more last sort of thing here for you to kind of look up. Oliver Wood, the actor that plays him, mm-hmm. and people are probably shouting at right now at the thing, but do you know the the actor's name that, that plays him? So I actually, we meet Wood in this chapter, and, uh, you know, again, McGonagall, we think Harry thinks he's in trouble, thinks he's expelled. Uh, we go to Flitwick's classroom, not Quarles. We go to Flitwick's classroom, and we meet Oliver Wood, uh, and they start talking about um, – Quidditch, and we start yeah. to learn just a little bit about it. We learn that 
that he's captain of the Quidditch team. I say jokingly say that I was the former captain of the you know Hufflepuff Quidditch yeah. team back in the day. Uh, yeah. So is it is it is it Sean? Sean Biggerstaff. Sean Biggerstaff. That's what I have right here on my phone. I thought so. I was off of memory. I was trying to remember his name. So I met him. I've met him. And I met him That's at awesome. the Orlando, it was like the 19 years later um, celebration after hours. They shut the park down. They did a panel, a Q&A session with That's like amazing. some of the younger actors who had played yeah. in it. And then he was there. It was, it was really cool. He walked around with me for a while and mm -hmm. we chatted. It was mind blowing. It was really mind blowing just to be walking oh there. Oh my and, gosh. That's me that gushing cool? over here. That's oh so boy. Cool. Yeah. We were buds. We were buds. Not going to lie. We were yeah. just sort of like, what's up, man? Like, yeah, we're talking <laughs> Quidditch and talking sports, yeah. you know, so. But uh, it was really fun, and, and I, I was very, very uh, happy to kind of go and uh, have that experience. Uh, last couple things here. So, Peeves, mm -hmm. Peeves, I, you asked me before, did we mention Peeves last episode? And I don't know mm -hmm. if we did. I can't even remember what, again, rememberals. What you ate, ate last night? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't remember anything. Uh, I, can't, I don't even know what I said five seconds ago. <laughs> so, like, I really, what are we talking about? Uh Peeves, right? Mm -hmm. Did we mention Peeves last episode, and or have we mentioned him at all? feel like we did but he's a poltergeist yeah and so i just you know couldn't remember if we mentioned it or not but interesting that he's he's here and he does not look mcgonagall mm. i wouldn't cross no one should cross mcgonagall no peeves is not gonna mess around no he's actually under his breath like sort of swearing mm -hmm. he's swearing under mm -hmm. his breath because oh you know yeah. like mcgonagall knows he can't do anything and he can't he, he better not even it's almost like he's one of the students um, who's, he yeah. better not step one toe out of line or McGonagall's going to get him. Yep. So, yeah. He's but, funny. Uh, Charlie Weasley was mentioned in this chapter though. Pretty good, right? He was, must've been pretty good as mm -hmm. a, as a seeker. So, and Harry's better. Uh, and they're remembering yeah. Charlie, like McGonagall says the dive that Harry does is better than anything she yep. ever, that Charlie couldn't have pulled yep. that off. Yeah. So that's pretty. He must have been like the best seeker, of, you know, Gryffindor seeker, and as maybe ever had. Mm -hmm. Which, which sometimes I, quite, I, I, quite a long time, yeah. I kind of wonder if Harry didn't continue to develop, um, if he wouldn't have been as good, a, a, like, as as Crumb. Yeah. And and played for the national team and stuff. Yeah. I literally wouldn't be surprised. That would be awesome if he did. But then he went the career route and you know everything. It's, yeah, it's interesting that Ginny actually went down that career. Yeah. And yeah. You know, she right I mean, of all of her brothers. That's hilarious. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's good, but I bet Harry could have been. He just didn't develop. I mean, he did, I, it's one of those things. If you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. Type yeah. of thing. You don't yeah. keep practicing. It wasn't your ambition. It's not your thing. So yeah. Um, but I just think he was good. He must have been really, really good. Yep. So, uh, all right, yeah, uh, and that's about it for me. I think so. We're just kind of just just leading up to, they're talking about needing to get him a broom, um, and then. Harry's yeah. going to switch over and go tell Ron. And I just love uh, the, the break there where um, you're joking. You're joking. It's so funny because Ron <laughs> just can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. It's just great. Ron is that guy who when, when you when you show up, he's your, he's your friend and you tell him something that happens and he just helps you exaggerate yeah. everything that's yes. going on. You're like, let's go. I like this guy's yeah. energy, you know? Yeah. So. True. And but. he's super excited about it. I know we see him in the fourth book he gets like that's the first time really he gets really really like jealous and like oh all this I time yeah. it's always been harry always been him we talked right, about right. you know haha we could you know put our names in there and now he didn't even tell me that he yeah. did yeah that kind of yeah. stuff but anyway 
here he is super supportive super excited for his friend instead mm-hmm, of like mm-hmm. oh he did he made it and i didn't or right whatever. right yeah so yeah he's just a really really good kid yeah but they you know they're having a good time at dinner um fred and george congratulate harry yeah. they're on the team too welcome mate yeah <laughs> i bet they probably make uh quidditch practice a lot of fun <laughs> well can you imagine too after oliver had this bit of information they were looking for a secret they clearly didn't have mm-hmm. one who actually who Ooh. was who was on their list to sort of say like okay well we tryouts. this yeah, they this didn't even is, have fair tryouts though well you wonder too if any somebody just they didn't try out for it or something um or if oliver was sort of like yeah i wonder if there was a kid who was like i'm gonna try it and then mm-hmm. they're sort of like hey we've got mm-hmm. our seeker yeah don't don't come right you know i don't know like it's a tough position maybe it's just a tough position and it's a lot of pressure and people don't want to try out for that particular position oh yeah so that wouldn't be surprising at all because it's uh it's really tough and you're you know the beaters often focus on you yeah yeah (laughs) i guarantee flitwick could not get oliver to shut up when he came back from that meeting with mcgonagall oh yeah you know what i mean (laughs) oh i i yeah. He's but just he's, he's whispering to his other Gryffindor buddies. You won't believe. We, we got a seeker. Yeah. Guess you're never gonna believe yeah. who it is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Harry Potter. No. I mean it's crazy. I would be I would be like that would be like, wait a second, are you kidding me? Yeah. Harry Potter's our new seeker. Imagine mm-hmm. the older kids going, Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The chosen one. That's uh. cool. Malfoy cannot believe that Harry's still there, really. Oh, yeah. Um, he was clearly trying to get him out and you know, what fun would life be if your, if your rival wasn't, wouldn't be around anymore. Oh yeah. What's he going to do? What's Malfoy going to do? Who's he he going to pick on? Weasley? Come on. Uh, he tries to pick a new fight and he, and he's quick. I mean, the problem is he's such a Slytherin in the sense of like, he's very cunning and he knows they're going to take the bait. Oh like, yeah, yeah. He does they, totally trick yeah, them. That yeah. this is actually a win for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're having a good laugh downstairs about it, and even though Harry doesn't get kicked out, yeah. I, I bet they had a great laugh, and they were just mm-hmm. they're just like looking at their watches, going, "Where do you think they're at right now?" <laughs> yes. oh, oh my yeah. gosh, can you believe this good one? It's, you know, it's it's one of those things like eleven year old boys challenging each other to a wizard's duel. Oh you yeah. Know, like and midnight and you gotta you know, you gotta sneak out and you gotta break the rules and all that stuff. Sweetie, sweetie, we used to challenge each other in middle school and it was like <laughs> more it was one on one on the court. Oh wow. You know, we would play yeah. those big basketball games yeah. and then somebody like there was like a foul or like a content like we weren't sure who did what and it was yeah. sort of like, Let's settle this one on one. One on one out here. What, yeah, sometimes, you know, like that's what young kids sometimes do. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where you talk about it, you're like, yeah, we're going to meet at midnight, and then everyone's asleep at, like, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, they're you not staying up, yeah. But they're, like, Harry and Ron just can't wait to... Cause I think Harry is pretty confident. He is pretty confident. They they have no idea what they're doing yet. <laughs> they can shoot sparks at each other. Yeah, he's just defiant. <laughs> he wants to stand up to Malfoy. Yes. He is not having this type of uh, energy. Yeah. And the wizards do... So we learned that ron is pretty knowledgeable about this and like you know like yeah. the old wizard wizarding families they seem to know about it like malfoy challenges and ron's like yeah i'm a second that's right yeah. and everyone's yeah. like what yeah. <laughs> so wizards duel like in the modern wizarding times here it's not really what people do anymore mm-hmm. so i i guess it's just kind of fun to 
to pretend play you having a wizarding duel like the duel right, right, like yeah. we have the duels in like the war where you have people fighting against each other and yeah 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 you still have those dueling clubs where you know how to defend yourself yeah yeah but you you know you we um for example <laughs> i had a friend in college two a couple friends in college who took fencing yes fencing is like just that, it's a know? safe thing that you can do you're just dueling one another yeah. And you're you're trying to score points. It's just a game. Right. It's, it's more of a competitive thing. Mm-hmm. The the duel it kind of hangs that threat that there might be someone. You know, the loser might not be getting back right. up at the end. But really, these kids didn't right. know how to do conjure any of that kind of stuff no. at, at that time. I I don't know if you were going to ask this or not, and so mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I'm cutting you mm-hmm. off. But um, if you were challenged, if you were challenged to a wizard's duel, wait, when I was in Hogwarts, Hogwarts or when I'm an adult, when you're in Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Would you from from Ravenclaw house mm-hmm. and let's just imagine you have this batch of characters that we meet in the series. Yeah. Who would be your second? You know, who if you could just pick someone and say, Ooh. I want them, they're gonna agree and they're gonna be my second. That is really hard to say because we don't know that many characters. I know, I know, I know. So it's, based, hard to tell. Uh, it's really just based upon the ones that, that you do I kind of I feel like of... the the only characters in this time is like we have Cho, we have Yeah, Luna Marietta and Luna, Luna and yeah. Terry Boot or something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. That Fleur goes out with on the on the dance. Oh, <sighs> Roger uh, Davis. Roger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a Ravenclaw? Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. a Ravenclaw. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, no idea. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess like maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't probably not have Cho and Luna. You would. You would rather have Luna over Cho. As I mean, Luna I, is anyway. She's younger, so she wouldn't be there when I was in first year. Now, I, well, I know. I'm just saying, it, just hypothetical. Like if you were a little. I older. think she's more like dreamy. She doesn't want to fight. She's like. I mean, she. I think she does very well in the. You think mi- Cho would have your back? At, mm, I think Cho would. Mm, yeah, I think she's pretty tough. I think she is. I True. think she's very, very a confident. Yeah. Ravenclaw. I don't. I don't know why people would, like get. I like Cho. I do too, up until the point where she's just being ridiculous to Harry. But yeah. otherwise, I don't yeah. think like that's to, that's not a personality necessarily. It's just teenager stuff, you know. Like, yeah. don't judge her on her teenage crush prop. Like, I mean, a boy she really really liked too. He died. Oh, know? I know. Like, I, oh, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I don't know. Um, yeah, Cho might have been a good choice for a second. Yeah. So for me, just real quick, and I'm sorry um, that I'm doing this or whatever. Uh, if I had, if it's easy, Cedric. For, yeah. For, for, from my oh, house, yeah. it's so easy. He's the. He's the. I'm <laughs> just thinking about like Cedric's Cedric, Cedric's Cedric. entry in uh, Puffs, where he's like. Like you see the sparse oh, line, yeah. And he's like, yeah. and he's like this go. super awesome guy who's also super friendly to all the first season stuff, and yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. He, he's, he's he's awesome. So I'm looking at other ones like Ernie McMillan, Hannah Abbott, mm-hmm. um, Zachariah Smith, Justin Finch, uh, Fetch Fletchley. I always say his name wrong. <laughs> Susan Finch. Bones. Um, you know, just just Jake really Finch out. Yeah. So if you, by the way, if you've not had a chance, <laughs> we'll say it again. Puffs. If you had the play, if you're Angelina fan, watched it. It is, it is so, fun. so Harry Potter. It is so worth your time. Yeah. Go buy it on Amazon and watch it. It it's, is truly made for fans. It is made yeah. for Harry Potter fans, 100%. You'll laugh your butts off. Mm-hmm. So, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah. So I, I was just going to go over a little bit of, you know, like what's the, how does a wizard duel work? And, mm-hmm. you know, you have a challenger you have to accept, and then you agree on your place and time, what they did, and then. 
you bow before you start. Yeah, yeah. And then the second, you know, if you're the second, you take over when the former duelist is unable to fight. Mm. Uh, well, I was wondering though when we have. I remember we were listening to the audiobook and I was like, was Goyle sad when Malfoy chose Crab? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. This <laughs> is like he, you know, like you he even like one. looks at them, like mm, like looks up and down. It's like crap but you know good on him because if he just would have called it out immediately without no mm -hmm. thought it almost makes the other one feel like wow he didn't have to think about uh, that true yeah you know but so still, at least he it's gave like one of those thought. things where like being i don't know like he's like yeah analyzes yeah. like uh who's, who could be better at this and right right yep uh, anyway so i i don't know like goyle he probably was glad he was like oh thank goodness i can just sleep through the night yeah but, I, I mean he to, didn't I, yeah. I bet like they didn't know at that point crab and goyle that they that malfoy was just like maybe they had an idea but i think they it were seems at like that it's on the moment spot that's like oh okay 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 oh they're too slow there yeah they're not picking up on that <laughs> i mean he malfoy give him credit he is yeah. very very quick very yeah. quick-witted and then you have limits like no physical fight um which Millicent Bolstrode definitely attacks Hermione physically. Millicent Bolstrode, oh my goodness. <laughs> and even Harry thought about it. like, Or I think Ron says, hey, if you can't do anything with your wand, just throw it away and punch him in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and usually, like in a real duel, you kind of agree. Like sometimes they often, sometimes, usually, whatever, agree on uh, not using any unforgivables. Oh, so like maybe adults would agree on that mm -hmm. or something? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. not the kids. You know, yeah, informer, like back in the day duels. back in the day yeah yeah yep huh. yep but um hermione puts her foot down she clearly overheard them mm -hmm. and she's like you are not losing all the points that i work for so hard and i am a hundred percent behind her on this like she is absolutely yeah. right yeah. about it it's so dumb and selfish of them but to them it's an adventure you know like they're kids they're like they want to oh yeah oh yeah test their strength and but she is so right. It is super unfair. And as you say, it's 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 selfish. Like the other, if the other Gryffindor, the older students knew, yeah. no way. No. There yeah. is no way they would let you run off and do that. They'd yeah. be like, no, sit your butt down, Potter. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You may be the chosen one, but you're not going to go do something yeah. stupid like no. this. Yeah. Uh, so, Grimmie is a great plot device, but it's... it's, it's <laughs> I know. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, she... She's right. She ends up helping them a lot, so we are glad she's going with, you know, she's coming along. I know. I always forget, too, that she goes outside with them, marches out after them, yeah. and they all kind of get stuck because... Um, <laughs> yes, I was right? going to ask you, where did the fat lady go at night? Where did she go? <laughs> what is she Who up did she to? she visit? She's super social. I mean, I guess, like, they have, like, hours where they have to be there. And then, yeah, the kids should be in bed so you can finally go and visit your friends so, or whoever. You how know? was she chosen as the sort of, like, you know what I mean? Like, the guardian mm -hmm. of Gryffindor yeah, power. Yeah, but, like, she, she probably was a Gryffindor herself. and Yeah, I just kind of wonder, you know, like, it's just mm -hmm. interesting that they, tr they trust her big time. Yeah. With like Can you imagine people in and out? Because remember, sometimes sometimes they don't have the password or they forget. And she's like, oh, I was going to let you in, but... I was going to say, can you imagine being her and like, oh, yeah, I have seen this guy all the time. Like, I know for a fact that he's a Gryffindor. And yeah. he's like, I remember the password. Well, what am I What am I supposed to do? It's like her only That's role. Not, yeah. It's her only role. <laughs> Sorry. She's, she's really just checking Sorry, the hallways Neville, to see if anybody's good. Is it clear? Is it clear? <laughs> all right, get in. Come on. I know. And Neville done is messing like, with you. <laughs> Neville's like sleeping on the floor because he forgot the password. Like, yeah. 
And she's not there, too, And right? then she's not there, but yeah. I think he forgot. And then she left. Yeah. Yes. What he's saying is he forgot. Because I was wondering, why is Neville taking so long? Why is he not back yet? Because didn't, like, um, Madame Pomfrey, can she mend bones in, like, minutes? And that's why he says... Oh, yeah, yeah, sure yeah. That's why he says, how's your arm, um, said Harry. And Neville says, fine. Madame Pomfrey mended it in about a minute good oh, yeah, and yeah. then they don't talk about it and i'm like well Where maybe maybe hey maybe he's dealing with other types of trauma maybe he needed to madam hooch maybe said oh maybe yeah i need to, extra lessons maybe he needed a little maybe they had to record the incident or whatever like yeah you know like yeah. a report and record right and right <laughs> perhaps yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, another thing though while they are all like now it's four of them and it's way harder to move you know, like around oh, yeah. four people talking. They don't, they don't even have the invisibility cloak either. No, so I know that's like... their first time sneaking out without it. Yeah. Um. Well, it's their first time in general and they don't have it. They don't have it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Harry knows for a fact when they, you know, Malfoy is nowhere to be seen and Filch is exactly where they're supposed to be. Yeah. He knows Hermione's right. Hermione's like, I knew it. You see, you he see? set you up yep. for this. He wants you gone. And mm-hmm. Harry's like, yeah, I know. I'm not going to tell her that. I can't admit it. Harry, come on. <laughs> hey, bad, bad form on them. This is, I mean, like, honestly, Hermione through the whole series is the best. Really. Yeah. She is <laughs> the best. And you, you, I, I remember when I was reading, I was sort of like, she just does not. She's so conscious yes. and thinks through stuff yes. and cares about them and just deserves a lot more credit. I mean, I know we give her a lot of credit anyway. Mm-hmm. But as you read the series, yeah, there's some questionable things, I guess, later with like um, curses and stuff on certain yeah. people, and you know. But but still, um, her c- abilities are through the roof. Her wit, her mm-hmm. cleverness, her planning things and stuff. And she, we are doing a how powerful series on uh, Ooh, yes, YouTube yes. where we do like short videos and we we go through different wizards and witches' abilities and we kind of rate them. <laughs> and so far, we only do. We've only done adults, but we eventually will move on to the kids. And I mean, I'm not going to spoil. I might spoil it for some people, but Hermione is like, she is the smartest. And because being strong is not just about strong spells, but also mm-hmm, knowing mm-hmm. how to use and when to use them. And I think she is just, she's a genius. And there's, I mean, she she becomes the minister minister of magic so mm-hmm. yeah yeah for, for magic <laughs> i always get that wrong yeah yeah so i had to look it up really really quickly mm-hmm. and uh folks who follow another um podcast wish and flick by yeah. the way i was on one of their what do you call it like a, a bonus episode or something mm-hmm. i forget what they call those felix files felix files yes thank you and we were doing uh the topic was uh whether or not hermione was justified in the jinx that she put on Dumbledore's army parchment mm-hmm. um, for Marietta okay. Edgecombe. Yes. And she gets those scars that can't really be, like, removed I mean, stuff. that is strong magic. Right, right, right. And so it's something that was just, it was so, it marked you, though, in such a mm-hmm. way that it was like a permanent marking. And I think the big thing was, like, was people, because, you know, we, we often are very, pro Hermione and uh we're talking about kids and students I remember being on that going like wow what an interesting topic to sort of bring Mm -hmm. up and whether or not that was too far like basically did Hermione go too far 
And I think we should turn that into a short as well. Like, did she go too far? And see what people think because it was really an interesting question. Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely shout out to them. That was an awesome question to raise. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I love Hermione though, and I'm I'm super proud of her for going. And uh, did Neville say anything? I can't remember if Neville really said much about this other than like he had nowhere to go other than just to to kind of roll with them. But yeah, I mean, nice that Hermione can get him through the door. A little Alohomora action. Thankfully. But here is my point, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> Don't, wouldn't you think that they would put a better protection spell or protection on that door if it's guarding something like that? Especially when it's this spell, Alohomora, is in the first volume of the standard book of spells. Yeah, series. good point. Good point. And um, so every student can look it up. Yeah, it would have eh. been something if they... Uh, put like a fifth year kind of uh, unlocking spell. There's almost like no, it's almost like Alohomora Maxima. Like maybe that should have <laughs> yeah. been the... Uh, something more advanced. You needed something yeah. a little extra to, yeah. to, to get it, but... Yeah. yeah. And you know, like in, later in the series, we learned some doors, even they don't open even they if don't. you say Alohomora. Exactly. So you would think like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, put one of those yeah. locks on it. So. Anyway, so I, like you said in the beginning completely forgot that neville he comes along for everything and he sees fluffy and we the reason why we forget is a because in the movie he isn't there yes and b well why wasn't he there because he doesn't say anything anymore like he is shocked he is out of breath yeah when yeah, they yeah. after they come back to the common room he cannot speak he's so terrified mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it made me wonder there's not not just the trio knows about it, but Neville too. And what did he think about it? Like, yeah, he he might have been like, I don't even want to want to find out what's th there. Yeah, you, you know, I've often wondered. So this is very telling here. Mm -hmm. But we were in Costa Rica and we were listening to Midnight Sun. Those of you who know this oh. this book and from <laughs> Edward's perspective, um, I've often wondered what it would be like to get a a Neville perspective. Yes. throughout the entire series. You know, like literally to go yeah. back and rewrite the books. From his experience, him yeah. growing up, like his friends and who who, were, yeah. who was his sort of like, you know, um, Dean, Seamus mm -hmm. and, and talking about what that was like and yeah, girls like, he was interested in. Or, I mean, you know, Hermione and Ginny were very close. to. I to, feel like the, they were close to Neville. And then later Luna, like he had a lot of mm -hmm. more like, you know, like girls as friends and they because yeah. they were, I don't know, I feel like like nicer to him. And um, yeah, yeah, he, he was kind of picked on and he was yeah. a little bit. um you know, unsure of himself and and, and things, but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it would be so cool to get his perspective, honestly. Yes. And that's why I'm always when I I, I root about like getting an, a, like more Potter content. Yeah. I've always wanted something with like Professor Longbottom. Yes. Because yeah. I think he could reflect on his time and mm -hmm. give you some of those those things that weren't in yeah. the series, but he could reflect on it and say, yeah, one time in you know our third year, here's what I was doing when. Yeah. that was happening and you get a different or in my of... first year i met this three-headed dog monster thing right <clears throat> yeah it, and i went and told professor mcgonagall and other teachers and they didn't do anything about it. you know what i mean like all right oh do you think he did i don't think he did but i just think uh yeah i think he fun to... went on to be an awesome teacher i'm pretty sure yeah I'm oh yeah saying. yeah yeah so anyway so yeah they are they can't believe what they just have witnessed is a three-headed dog mm -hmm. that is very rare by the way fluffy yeah three-headed dog yeah is or uh greek mythology uh 
how do you say it? Cerberus? Kerberus? Yeah, Kerberus? I don't know how to say it. You um, know what I'm talking about. I do, because I've heard of it. I just don't know exactly what it, you know. And it is, I was wondering, it's not in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And it's a very, it's a very, no, I, I looked it up. It's on the book. Um, and it's a very rare beast. So Hagrid also got it from. So hold on a second. Uh-huh. Is is just a three-headed dog. I asked earlier if Ripper was magical. No. And he's, um, and he's not. <laughs> but is this three-headed beast is it magical? Is it, you know, is he He's not hey, not in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. So, it's just a three-headed dog. And and Hagrid uh purchased Fluffy from a Greek chappy, from a Greek man mm-hmm. at the Leaky Cauldron. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh and then he kind of lent uh fluffy to dumbledore to dumbledore yeah. for this purpose and where well, was he before how sorry before i don't know but he returned to greece after fluffy's duty were uh, duties were done and the stone was destroyed hagrid set fluffy free in the forbidden forest but shortly after dumbledore decides to arrange for it to be sent back to his native greece as he preferred to keep some of Hagrid's more ill-advised acquisitions away from the school. Yeah, sometimes Hagrid needs a little... I mean, with his history, I understand. Yeah, Dumbledore's just looking out for you, Hagrid. Sorry, buddy. Uh, I love Ron's comment in the movie, too, where he's like, like, what are they doing letting a thing like that run around in a school? Mm -hmm. I mean, Dumbledore? Hey, Ron's got some legitimate... uh, and even like a little comment, like, yeah, that dog definitely needs, um, what does he say, exercise? And I'm like... Oh, really? Yeah. He is right, Dobby, uh, for, for, for Dobby, uh, Fluffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a tiny, like, I mean, we, his description is he's from, like, he fills out the f- space between floor and ceiling, everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For him, it's like being. Yeah, how do you really, move around? You gotta, you know. Like, he is in this tiny little room for him. Dogs need walks, they need runs, they I know. need, you know, they need to move. I feel bad for Fluffy. Your cats were cramped in that little apartment you had. They're, they're pretty small. I know. So. But they're in a better place now. They are, yes. I mean, they didn't pass away yet, but they right. are yeah. really in a better <laughs> yeah, apartment. Yeah, physical location. <laughs> it's still in this world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so I wonder, yeah, Fluffy, uh, good for him. He uh, returned to Greece and had hopefully a little bit more freedom. Would have been cool if he returned for the uh, Battle of Hogwarts, though, at the Ooh. end. You know what I mean? Yeah, why didn't they? Wouldn't that be cool? Why didn't they did? get Fluffy back? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Hermione, though, clever as she is, she was probably also very scared, but she noticed Fluffy was guarding something. Mm-hmm. He was standing mm-hmm. on a trap door. Oh, what's your... Like, I can't do a Hermione impression, but she was like, how oh, her voice... She's... You don't use your eyes, do you? Perfect. <laughs> she Perfect. snapped. Yeah. Uh, she's so wonderful. Um, yeah. So smart. So, yeah. so observant and just, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Ron's really, like, though, oh, I'm sorry, I was a little occupied with its three heads. Yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I kind of get him too, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, how how are you not? I mean, she also saw that, but then saw everything else too, so, but I'd be freaking out, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But Hermione's comment um, gives Harry something to think about. He's, his little detective mind mm-hmm, is like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I just figured out where this little package went that mm-hmm. Hagrid safest got place. from Gringotts. Yep, safest place is Hogwarts. What is going on in the school? Yeah, yeah. 
So there we go. Oh, that's great. Um, I just want to recall everyone's. Uh, if, you've, if you've seen the film, you know that there is a massive bit of dog drool that drips down on Ron <laughs> and or Harry or one of the two of yeah. them. It is hilarious. And yes. it's always giving me that cringy sort of like. <laughs> and Ron's Ugh. like. Ew! Like he does this uber exaggerated, like exaggerated. Ew! Like, yeah, what is that? Like Phil just chasing him <laughs> down. So and then funny, yeah. The dogs are there and you're like, that's a massive yeah. bit of drool. Yeah, because they're facing the door. They like kind of like leaning towards the door. Is Phil still there? They yeah. don't even look into the room in the movie, and then it's like dropping down his mm-hmm. shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they and it's, it's such a cool moment for kids. It's like they all turn around at the same time, and they all like ah uh, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. you know like do this kind of effect Classic. for kids. It's like you want to recreate that as a kid with your buddies, and yeah. you're like, let's play I don't know, Harry Potter. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we talked about it with uh, Christine today. She, um, she was like, "Yeah, I was 11 years old when the first movie came out," and I'm like, "How oh, perfect! You were so lucky." Yeah, I was a lot younger, and I was like t- pretty convinced still that I was gonna get my Hogwarts oh, once I turned 11. That is <laughs> so knew. sweet. Like, that yeah. is so sweet that you were just sitting there thinking like, "I'm gonna get a letter when you wait." Oh, oh yeah, I'm. That breaks my heart. Actually, you were probably waiting in your mailbox, just going like, mm-hmm. "Okay, where are the owls? You're looking towards the sky." Yeah. That's cute. Well, all of a good life. It's good. It's okay. We are we, we, we are magical, so yeah. we're good. <laughs> you know. I mean I live in the magical world as much as I can. Absolutely we you do. Know. Yeah, no. Uh, Every week we record, we expand, we I sorry, I will just flat out take <laughs> we don't that we are, you know, you're a witch, I'm a wizard. I don't I don't yeah. accept anything else. You know, it's just <laughs> what it is. So Okay. Okay. Awesome. Wow. Well, do you hear that? Ooh. Oh, I do hear it. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm, advice of the week. Honestly. Oh, honestly. Honestly. Just listen to Hermione. Like most of the time, she's right. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um. I mean, no, that's pretty good advice. Not gonna lie. I kn- I know. But if you don't have a Hermione in your life, honestly, find just one. listen. <laughs> find one. Hey, find one. <laughs> Th- that's a good good advice. But listen to your gut more. Like, because mm-hmm. you can tell Harry himself doesn't have a good gut feeling about it when he says it wasn't what you call the perfect end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. after, you know, he agreed meeting Malfoy at midnight and he just, he thought he was going to be expelled anyway for, for flying around, even though he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. And now yeah. he's breaking the rules again. Mm. Yeah. And... Yeah, he's, he's just risking being expelled again, and he knows Hermione's right. But on the other hand, where would he be if he hadn't found out about Fluffy that night? So I don't know. I guess no, it I worked think, out well. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think, to uh, I don't know, though. I mean, hmm. we don't, you know, we, we say that, but, like, it's just a story, right? It's, it's a plot point that you have to kind of go through because that's where the author wanted yeah. to take you. Yeah. But I, I think in real life, it's like, yeah, you should. It, I, a lot of times, like, there's been many times where, I've had a gut feeling and been like, yeah, I'm glad I followed my gut there. And it's just, it's weird when you stop and think for a second about choices in life right. and how much, you know, you're, because I've agreed to go somewhere mm-hmm. and I've been like later on, like, I just don't feel like it. And yeah. when I'm younger, I would, I wouldn't speak up and say that. And I would end up being miserable and did something I didn't want to do and blah, blah, blah. But then as you get older, I feel like you need to tell kids, mm-hmm. Hey, just because you said you were going to or whatever, you can change your mind. Yes. Like you're totally allowed to change your mind. Yeah. You don't need to go. 
um, and it's it's all good. And here's so. something though, like that's something. Sometimes you get it confused with, oh yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to get out of my comfort zone ever, and I just stay, you know, like that's yeah, different. there's it's, differences. Yeah. You gotta find that balance of like, no, your gut, your entire body actually has a physical response to things, and if you're like everything screams no, or yes, or yes, mm -hmm. then yeah, definitely listen. Like you know, like if. We always said, yeah, if I now imagine this was not a thing, like I didn't have to worry about X, Y, Z, would I do it? And your entire being says, yes. Yeah. Then yeah. do it. Then do it. Or yeah. the other way around, if everything screams no, don't do it. But that doesn't mean like you shouldn't. It get doesn't out mean of you comfort. also won't yeah. make mistakes though, either, because right. that can still happen. But it's, yeah, it's just being more in tune and just being, I don't know, like knowing that you have options, I think really just yeah. that you have a choice. Um, so I feel like, yeah, Harry made this agreement, but he could have just backed out too. And right. Too. And I was always trying to envision like, yeah, what if it, like, what would he, he could have been the one laughing at Malfoy at night in his bed. Like, oh, do you think he's, you know, you think he's in his trophy room? Like thinking I was mm -hmm. going to show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he could have yeah. been that person. Man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And yeah. both, can you imagine both parties sitting at their, in their common rooms or in their uh, dormitories and be like, oh, how do you think Potter or Malfoy's out there right no, now? And yeah. no one's out there. <laughs> no one's there, yeah. You know, another a little bit of advice is mm -hmm. get yourself a good rememberal. Just, yeah. just get yourself a good rememberal. A living rememberal. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm still interested to see what our third thing is for uh, today that I don't remember. So <laughs> we'll get to that here shortly, though. Yeah. But. All right, cool, awesome. So that was fun. You know, it was a good, good, good little chapter, and um, you know, just good to get to meet Oliver and to to talk about Quidditch mm -hmm. and fly a little bit, and then and figure, go, like, have go the fun, yeah, fun little wizards duel or whatever, and <laughs> they they learn something uh, from it. So, okay, well, hey, uh, friends, you know, we this is like our second week of of transitioning here. We're getting a little bit better at it, so mm -hmm. hang with us. I mean, kind of kind of used to the. Uh, the recording room environment, like I said, I need to figure out like a desk situation over here so I can like actually pull my laptop around and not yeah. like move everything. Yeah. It's, I wish you guys could, I'm glad you can't see us right now because it's kind of this awkward, <laughs> like I'm sitting here. Across the room. Hi. Hi. Do, do what, I look cool? I'm over like there. sitting like with my arm. <laughs> yeah, you do. Thing. Okay. I think you look cool. pretty chill. Yeah, I can, there. my head's against the ceiling. Oh yeah, true. Let me get these slanted ceilings. Nice. Anyway. But, You're as big as Fluffy. You fill out the room aww. from yeah, and yeah. you know, like fluffy is yes, fluffy. Am I fluffy? <laughs> you like me? I'm fluffy. Yeah, you are. Okay. Sorry, you are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was awkward. We'll probably cut that out in post. <laughs> uh, so anyway. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, hey, uh, thanks so much for uh, joining us this week. Thanks for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY. We hope that you will join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter people like the Lotmans. Shout out. Uh, that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Fluffy. Uh, if you don't want to miss the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review or follow us over on social media at Fleur and Bill. Also, we would love to invite you to check out our YouTube channel, Harry Potter Hangout, if you're already listening to the episode on there. We're having a lot of fun creating short videos there, covering more Wizarding World background information and theories. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing Wizarding family on Patreon at Flora and Bill. Thank you so much, by the way, to all our current Patreons. We appreciate you to the moon and back. Alrighty, next week we will discuss Chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. 
Halloween. No. It's Halloween next week, sweetie. That's cool. So definitely don't miss out on next week's episode. Again, thank you so much for joining Blur's Book Club in their little shell cottage. We know it's not much, but it's home. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.